0: From Destroy the Hairdresser, I'm Sid Charisse.
1: And I'm David Bosher, and you're listening to Bleached.
0: Hello! (laughs) We are back, and we are still very much unedited, and you know what's funny is someone, one of my students actually said to me the other day, he was like, you've been editing it? (laughs) And I was like, yeah!
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've we've edited a lot out, but...
0: (laughs) But we are no longer editing. Yeah. We are we are in it. Um, so what's been up? I'm trying to think of when we did our last podcast. Like two weeks ago. Three weeks.
1: It was April 9th. Oh. And <laughs> only because that's what the date says on my computer. But um, a lot's happened since then.
0: So, so much. I We've been busy planning new things for the summer, which we told you all about. And um, I had my birthday. So I went away to the beach for Florida. I came back very burnt. You looked at me and you were like, what's wrong with your yeah, skin? <laughs> you're very tan right now. I feel like I'm going to go give myself a facial and it's all going to come off, so that's fine. Um, yeah, so good. It was such a good birthday. I got a new laptop, which has been like my saving grace. I was like, how was I working on my old MacBook?
1: And You mean the one that didn't turn on? Yeah. Or I would was- get it
0: to turn on and then like pet it and beg it
1: to one that would freeze. It
0: would freeze. It would die. I'd have to take it in all the time. No. And now I, I have a new MacBook Pro and it's like, I feel very uh, fancy. It's amazing. Um
1: And while you were on your birthday, I went and got a puppy. You
0: did get a puppy.
1: He's here with us now. You might hear him. You will hear him, actually. Um, you will hear squeaky toys. But he is a wonderful, beautiful little red border collie from a little farm in Pennsylvania. Um, and his name is Griffin. And so if you look at my story or my Instagram at David Bosher, you will get to meet him and you'll see more and more of him. It's so funny because so many people, I keep posting him and people keep saying, is that your dog?
0: It's like, no, it just found his stock image. (laughs) It's
1: such a weird thing to say. Yeah. So yes, it is my dog. (laughs) That's why it's on my Instagram. Um, That's why it's in my bed in the videos. And, uh, yeah, it's been a unique journey.
0: I love it. Um, I also loved that we found out in order for him to show dominance, because you are the alpha male, (laughs) David is the alpha male in the house, and obviously Griffin follows him around. I am not the alpha, and to show dominance... He peed on my bed. So, it's fine. It's my fault. I like to pick him up, grab him, squeeze him, um, as I do with flurry, fur, furry, fluffy, cute flurry, things.
1: Flurry animals.
0: Um, animals. But we're, just, we're bros now. It's fine. He's so cute. I love him so much. He'll learn. I feel like the best auntie in the world. He'll learn. He's so cute. Um, I, feel like, I feel like I haven't stopped moving. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like the world just spins around you very quickly?
1: Now that... I have a dog. I just feel tired all the time because I'm waking up really early. I'm not an early person. And now I am an early person. But now I'm tired early. Like, I'm going to bed at, like, 9.30 to the clock.
0: Yeah. I feel – I've been really busy behind the chair. I still work behind the chair, um, and I do color. And I've been killing these colors, like, just these big projects, and I'm in love with them. But then I've been doing a lot of photo shoots, too, recently – And I realized the dynamic. Like, everybody always wants to be, like, a freelance hairstyler. Hairstyler. What? Hairstylist. And um, I love it. I love being on set. I love all the people that I get to meet. But I realize there's so much downtime. Mm. And it's, like, to go from one extreme of, like, nonstop running around or flying around or being on call with our students or making classes and being behind the chair to all of a sudden just being, like, here's five curls and we're going to watch you take 7,000 pictures of them. (sighs) And you just have to stand there on in the corner, like ready to go, like you're ready to hear the gun at a track meet, like for mm-hmm. them to be like hair, and you like run. I don't know on. There is
1: no guns at track meet. No,
0: there used to be though. Yeah, I don't think so. Yes, huh? I remember. I mean, I grew up in Florida, so <laughs> <laughs> <They're>
1: <laughs> maybe just, like, not so much for shooting you. Shooting <laughs> kids, <as they laughs> get ready to run. Yeah, like it was oh, just no. a blank.
0: It was just a blank. Oh no. Um, yeah, I remember they would... I'm making gestures that none, nobody did, can see. Maybe it
1: wasn't like a gun. It was like a...
0: Maybe it was a blank. It was a pop. It was a bang. Griffin's on my back. <laughs> you might hear the puppy. Um, yeah, that's but so I, I realized how much downtime there was. And I feel like sometimes... And I don't know if you feel this way. I'm like pretending to create something that's so easy. And I'm like, I feel like this is...
1: Yeah. Sometimes I'm
0: like, this is too, a little too easy for the amount I'm getting paid.
1: Especially on set when things are really easy, I like overcompensate and then I ruin it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like I've done that too. (laughs) Like like,
1: they wanted, they wanted the hair to be stick straight and I like can't. And it takes me two seconds and I can't handle it. It only took me two seconds.
0: You're like, I need to take smaller sections. She needs to look like very (laughs) 2001 when we all first got our first flat iron and didn't realize that, um, that was not a cute, cute look. (laughs)
1: No, I get that. I just got a job. I'm gonna be working with the Discovery Channel a lot more. so cool. um I won't tell you the show until it's like all confirmed, but um it'll be fun, but it'll be that. yeah, it'll be that a lot of waiting and sitting around and seeing what's gonna happen. but
0: you get a lot of shows and things like that, and I get a lot of brands, which I love working with mm-hmm. brands because then I always get like
1: you get a lot of free shit.
0: I get like yeah, clothes, and um i I love that, which I still I have to try on the clothes that I recently just got but. I don't
1: get I don't get a lot of brands yeah sometimes I do. I'm like
0: should I get rid of them because they're really nice brands but I like sometimes it's not my style yeah some work like I'm complaining but I'm not I'm very grateful <laughs> I'm very grateful I love being on
1: set I love what I do <laughs> Um. you had a few topics that well you emailed some of your people
0: yeah I emailed my students because I wanted to know what they wanted to hear on this podcast because a lot of our students listen to it as well and we're always asking um, you guys, our listeners, to send us out what you want to hear about and what you want to talk about uh, or us to talk about on the podcast um, because we will answer any questions. Um, and we haven't done a QA and a about us in a while, like a, like our, like not about us, but a Q&A with our listeners in a while. So maybe mm-hmm. we should do that next podcast. Um, but I had a student of mine tell me um, they were at like a business coaching
1: situation.
0: Seminar. No, no, no. I don't know what it is. Like a seminar? Yeah, like a class. And it was something that their salon did. And Okay. okay. And one of the things that... And, and their salon owners did not agree with this this sentence that I'm about to say. But the the coaching said that the clientele is the salons, not the service provider.
1: So the clientele that comes into the salon... Belongs to the salon and not to the person providing the service.
0: Yes. And that just grinded my gears. <laughs> 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 that just rubbed me the wrong way because I mean, I, I guess <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I am not a salon owner. Yes, I am a stylist behind the chair. But I also run my own business and I coach salon owners. And I would never. That is just such a weird <laughs> statement to say, don't you think?
1: I think it's this really old school, and I think, I think before social media, it, that was the case. I think that was much easier to say. You work for me. You work for me, and the advertising came from the salon, right? Agreed. That was the only way that they would, yeah, or you would. They be would word of mouth mail out or
0: flyers or email blasts.
1: So at that time, you know, I can see that the salon was putting more energy into advertising, into getting people in. But nowadays with social media, salons do not need, you don't need to really pay for advertising. Like if your, if your staff is really well trained in Instagram and social media, you don't need to pay for marketing. You can, you can do it all yourself. And if you're going to have your staff do that, then you need to also know and just be kind of open to the fact that all of these clients are your, all these clients do now belong to your staff. And again, I always go back to this whole thing. It's like, if you're a good hair, if you're a good salon owner and you know that you have a great salon and then you have nothing to worry about, no one's Mm -hmm. ever going to leave. If you're a bad leader, you don't know what you're doing. Then yeah, then you would have a tight hole in your clientele because you know that you're bad at being a salon owner.
0: Yeah. I, and I, I, agree with that. I think it's, it can go two ways. It's, it is a very old school mentality. Um, Because salons do provide a lot, obviously, for their stylist. I love the sirens of New York just blaring (laughs) outside. Um, It it could go two ways. Because there are a lot of salons that are so well-branded that the stylists don't really have their own identity. Mm -hmm. Like, they are are stylists for so-and-so brand. And that people come to that salon for the brand, not really the stylist, not really, um, you know... Anybody in particular? They're coming just to just to be a part of that that culture, or um, you know, other salons that are asking their stylists all the time to make sure you promote yourself, make sure you're doing referrals, make sure you're doing this. It's like, well, then what are you bringing in? You know, yeah. as a salon owner. So, I again, I agree with you. Like, uh,
1: the world is moving forward in a really independent way, and you have to get on. Um,
0: are you on this train or you're not?
1: Yeah, because. <laughs> Let me just say, if there's salon owners out there that aren't, that think that their clientele is theirs, it doesn't, it doesn't, I hate to tell you, it doesn't really matter, it doesn't really matter what you think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because the, it doesn't even matter what's right, because what's happening is,
0: it's like you can fight and drag your heels all the time, but like the train is taking off from the station, are you on it or are you not? Because
1: when we used to work for Aveda, they used to say that you couldn't use your phone. Yeah. And it just wasn't working. Yeah. Because everyone has their phone and so then they had this epiphany that okay they can use their phone you know and they can take pictures and we mm-hmm. can use it for social media and all those things so they got on the train you know yeah and I think that's. then we went
0: from form. having paper books when I was in school oh, we right. made paper books and we would collage these paper books and we had our portfolios so we would have imagery to show our clientele when we were talking about oh, yeah. like tones or colors or styles um, but obviously those become outdated very quickly and who has time to collage a book anymore you know I remember doing uh, there's like one person that's listening to this like Susan and she's like I do you know <laughs> like I still collage I don't have time for it <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they did they moved into iPads and they had pre-made pictures on there and you could also google things when Pinterest came out that changed the game for
1: hairstylists yeah and it's, I think it's just like it's just people fighting changes yeah so
0: changes. unfortunately
1: <laughs> The salon, the clientele doesn't really belong to either one. Yeah, the clientele really belongs to themselves, and they get to choose. Mm-hmm. And so, if your stylist has a better reputation than your salon,
0: yeah, it always it's always funny to me too. And this is we're just flowing with it. But when um, stylists leave a salon for a better opportunity, or they're not happy, like it's like why would you want to make a stylist stay in your salon that isn't happy because it's not going to benefit you? You know, every time I've left a salon, I'd, I'd say I'm. I'm going, especially being on social media, I'm going to announce um, where I'm going. And those that want to come to me, they will. Mm-hmm. And those that want to stay with you, they, they will. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there shouldn't be a competition about it. But I love when salons do this. They blast, email blast that whole clientele of that stylist. Mm-hmm. A huge discount to get them to stay in the salon. Which totally works because it's like... You get if the they dis- can't,
1: especially, it especially works if they can't find the stylist. Yeah. But um, let's be honest, if people love their stylists, they're gonna it's mm-hmm. not hard to it's not even even there's salons out there that don't even let their stylists use social media. Yeah, or but they, people still know how to search it. Yeah. It's such a weird If you
0: know my name <laughs> and my name isn't Beach Babe two five six, you're gonna find me, you know? You're gonna find everything about me. You know So
1: if you're a salon owner out there, please just get over it. Social media is taking over. Get on board, use it to your advantage. And if you're a stylist out there, start using it. Yeah. Hopefully everyone's using it.
0: If anything, you should... (gasps)
1: Griffin.
0: You're such a cute babe, Griffin.
1: Griffin just peed.
0: (laughs) The potty training
1: woes of a puppy. Do you see what he did, though? He, like, like, doesn't really... I don't know what's happening. He's half potty trained, half not.
0: (laughs) It's because we're not giving him
1: attention. I don't know what it is, but it's driving me insane. I love it. Everybody listening to this is like, "Yep, I, I get it."
0: it. Up. I have a child.
1: <laughs> Keep talking to them while I clean this up.
0: Okay, well, so another thing that I wanted to um, that I wanted to bring up was using social media with to build your business, and I've talked about this a lot with my students with um, with our our coaches that we're training, um, you know, but. The biggest thing that I feel like people are missing out on is utilizing their clients on social media to promote them. So one thing I do a lot is I have my stylist, or not my stylist, my clients um, post or tag me in their selfies. And what that does, instead of me giving them a referral card, like one or two cards that they have to go now and give to those one to three friends, they are just tagging me on their social media where all of their friends are viewing it. And now their friends are coming to follow me, and they're coming to me because their hair looks so good. So it's like we're missing out on this whole internet sensation of doing things differently. Like, first off, we're supposed to be, like, not wasting paper and (laughs) recycling and things like that, yet we're doing all these things, like, you know... um, Making making all these cards and these things that we're giving out that people are throwing away. It people always, keep
1: asking me for cards. I do not have them. Yeah. I do not understand what the point is.
0: I don't have a... You know what I have in my phone? I have like a... I, you can have in your phone your own contact information. And I have it set up with the picture, the emails, all my social media, um, anything that they would need. And so then I just share my contact with them immediately. It's right in their phone. And yeah. then they don't really need a card that they're going to throw away.
1: Right. That's a great idea. It's silly. I've never filled out my own contact information. Oh, it's in fun. my phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast. You should try it. But it, it's great. Um, and then I, I've met other stylists that have done that too. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you do this too? This is so great because it, it just it's instant, and I don't have to. That's a good idea. I've mm-hmm. never even thought of that. And so I would, and you can now airdrop your like contact information to people so you don't even have to like like if I was in a room of a networking experience I would seriously just turn on my airdrop and just send it out to everybody in the room and then just cheers to the world and walk out like call me
1: but they all need to have their airdrop on yeah
0: okay (laughs) but that would be how cool would that make for social networking
1: that would be awesome you know that'll be what it is in the future yeah
0: maybe we should make people do
1: that like right now we have to like get in selfies with everybody and tag everything but really in the future it'll just be yeah yeah Walk into a room and every as everybody's contact. Exactly. That's so cool. You're
0: like, oh I call me. I don't have your yes you do. I bumped into you. It's in your phone. I'm place. in
1: the same room as you. You have all my information.
0: Yeah. Like how weird would that be? Like, let me scan you with my eyes. It's like like black mirror <laughs> stuff. It's insane. But yeah, I think people need to utilize um, utilize social media. I tell my students all the time, like you every single one of your clients should be following you on some sort of social media platform before they leave. Yeah. Every new client that walks in my chair, I've built my whole clientele off of Instagram. Like, so I don't, you know, like I, I, it's like when I do meet someone on the street, I'm like, follow me on Instagram because they see me, they see my work. I'm constantly posting it. I'm so relevant in their lives on social media that they don't have a choice but to call me and book when they're finally ready to get their hair done, you know?
1: Yeah. What, what other topics did you ask your students um, or what What questions do they ask you?
0: I talk a lot about this. This comes up a lot, is saying no and boundaries with clients. And, you know, I it's like I almost think about our clientele. It's like having children. <laughs> like we create the environment that we're living in. Like we create our reality. And so it's like if we allow behavior that is... Making it so we are being taken advantage of, then you know, obviously, that's the reality that we're going to live yeah. in. So, but people are so afraid to say no, and it's yeah. just like I, I, I even tell my students like sometimes I am like, you can text me like you are having like a a brain moment and you have to get it out, and it's eleven o'clock at night. That's fine, but I am mm-hmm. not going to respond. Like, I right. am <laughs> not going to respond even if I am awake because I right. am setting those boundaries <laughs> of of not. You know, not compromising some my own time because I think it's very important that if you don't have the time for yourself, then you cannot be your best for the people that you're trying to help or
1: provide right. for. And I think people are just afraid of everything.
0: Oh my god!
1: And they and then they think then they're like, oh, people walk all over me. It's like no.
0: No, you, no one you, walks
1: all over you. You lay yourself right on the floor and ask everyone to start walking. Just all over
0: please you. trample my face with your dirty shoes. Like that's what <laughs> that's what you're asking for at this point. It's it's ridiculous. You know why people
1: think New Yorkers are mean because they don't do that. Yeah, like New Yorkers have very clear boundaries. Especially having this dog, it's like you like people have boundaries with their dog in New mm-hmm. York. Like don't touch, don't touch this animal, mm-hmm. right? And it's like
0: people do that with babies
1: too. It's weird. Yeah. Like, well, I get that. Don't you?
0: I mean... If you had a baby
1: and some stranger wanted to come touch it... No,
0: don't touch my child. I feel like the dog (laughs) should be touched more than the baby.
1: Yeah, it's...
0: (laughs) Don't touch other people's stuff. Keep your hands to yourself. If We've learned anything from
1: kindergarten. But that's the thing is like the the reason people don't like New Yorkers is is not because they're mean. It's because they're just very clear about what you can and cannot do to them Mm -hmm. or what you can and cannot say to them. And so I think living here has really helped... I know it's helped me become more clear about things I want and things I don't want, especially in my career. So... I think if you're, like, in a place that's not New York, you don't have to be an asshole, but you can still say, I don't like that. Yeah. Or don't, you... You
0: Like, that's not okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can't (laughs) speak to me like that. Yeah. And I'm not going to be doing the service today. And you're allowed to say all of those things. And if you work for someone else, and they don't support you in that... You're also allowed
0: to speak up, but it's how you speak up. Are you being more proactive about the situation, or are you being really reactive and defensive? Like, don't be...
1: I know there are some diva stylists listening to this, and they're like... I say whatever I want. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's also not the point. The point is that if someone's abusive or you know you need to say no in a situation, you need to say it.
0: I think boundaries for me all stem from self-worth. Like, a lot of my clients that I I used to have back in the day, they wouldn't be able to afford what I wanted to do, so I would do it anyways at the price that they Mm -hmm. chose. And now it's like, uh, no. When people ask me what my prices are, I charge hourly, and that... If that is not in their budget, then I give them a smaller amount of time where we could start a process and I break it up over, you know, a multiple services versus one service. But I'm never going to give them less than what I'm doing. Right. And I think we need to be okay with saying, like, you wouldn't walk into, like, the, a store and be like, I can't afford these jeans. And yeah. the store owner go, oh, well, you, you need them. Let me take down the price. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just like, so why are we giving away our product for free, which we are the product. Or you can't
1: even You can't even do that with... Like if it, if you have a illness, it's like if you can't yeah. afford to take care of it. Sorry for you, you can't afford to take care of it. So it's like we're the only industry that does that. Well, I don't. We're the beauty industry. Does that? I don't yeah. know why we do that. Um, but we've but people do it to us because we have taught them throughout the we've years that it. it's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. The client is always right.
1: Yeah, that's like, what we've just told everyone.
0: I think it should have been. I don't know how to rephrase this. But, but it shouldn't you, be the client is always right it no. should be it should be What's we should do everything that we can to provide a solution for the client yeah that is in the best interest of both people yeah but like the client's always right so if I came in and I was like give me your business
1: how about when I had a client who was high on crystal meth and wanted me to bleach her hair because she liked the way it felt <laughs> was she right
0: yeah <laughs> it's amazing
1: did I was I allowed to say no You know what I mean? Like, it brings, like, anyone who has done hair for a long time, done hair for 12 years, anyone who's done hair for a long time has these stories. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say no to that person. Yeah. Because I was young.
0: And you were taught not to. And I was
1: taught not to. And the money was more important. And it was, I think I actually told this story before. She came in, she literally told me she was on crystal meth. (laughs) Like, crazy googly eyes. She wanted her hair, she doesn't care what the color. Which showed (laughs) she didn't care about the color. She just loved the way that the tingling felt on her head.
0: Is it tingling though, or is it just like excruciating burn? I think
1: when you're high as hell, (laughs) it's heavenly. (laughs) And (laughs) and then she, so she had bleach in her head, and I like remember being like, I can't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I was only 18. I didn't know what to do. (laughs) And so she left. With color in her hair, she like while she was processing, she just got up and left the mm-hmm. building, and I was like, "Oh my god, she Asian pay," and which I almost didn't care, <laughs> and B she just is out there in the world with a cape on and hair color like bleach, and she comes back with a, a cup of ice cream and she forgot the spoon, so she's just eating it with her hand.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: But my point is, that's what happened. I want
0: that level of no fucks given. You know what I mean? Like, how do how do you how do you,
1: you, smoke how do you get there, but successfully? You smoke crystal meth, and no, it was. But like, that's a prime example of like I was afraid to say no, and my boss didn't didn't do anything. Back you up. Didn't do anything. Yeah. And, but you know what? That client belonged to the salon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That was... You could that, have that you one. You could
0: have that one. This is your client. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so crazy. Like, like people are so f- afraid to just say no sometimes. Like, the client will be like, um, I want to come in Sunday the 3rd. And the person's like, well, I don't work Sundays, but I'll come in just for you. You know, I you know what that. I mean? It's just like, no.
1: I am off. Also, you, if... If there's, I don't, I think some people would listen that aren't hairdressers. If you're not a hairdresser and you're a client, what the hell? Like, what part of you thinks that you could ask for just whatever you want from your hairdresser? Yeah. What part of you? Yeah. Like, where in your head? Ha- like, like,
0: if you work Monday through Friday and I've then I never, asked you to work on a Saturday or Sunday, you'd say no. I've never
1: <laughs> told anyone, like, oh, I can't do that. So, And then, like, at, like waited for them to tell me they were going to do something for mm-hmm. me. I've never done that. They
0: get mad, too. Like, you're like, oh, it's my day off. And they're like, Oh.
1: They're like, oh, I wish I had them eight days off. I'm like, I have two days off. I
0: have an hour off a week. You're
1: fucking retired. <laughs> you have seven days off. Shut the fuck up.
0: But stop doing that. I, I think I fight with most of my students because I take all the hairstylists. I make them not work on their days off. Yeah. That, that is something that we're doing because I'm like, it's your day off. Like, Stop it. Stop, stop it. it. <laughs> Don't make me. I told a student the other day that I was going to come to her salon in Jersey and Tabitha her ass if she would.
1: That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> but basically, just... You you need to set boundaries and guidelines, and it's okay to say no. <laughs> like, completely okay to say no.
1: I'm looking at Sid's notes to see what we're going to talk about next, and I can't read that last one.
0: This one? <laughs> boundaries.
1: Oh, boundaries. It's just scribbly. <laughs> um, but we... I th- I know that we're, like, talking about these concepts and we're making fun of them, but they are a little bit serious, and for anyone who's struggling with these concepts, we do... I don't think we talk about our coaching program a lot. Enough. Enough. Yeah. I think people know that we do, and I think people like the idea, and a lot of people that sign up for our programs have listened to the podcast for about a year, and they've followed us us for a long time, and it takes a while to sign up. It's kind of like me trying to sign up with Equinox. It's going to take me a couple years (laughs) to get there. (laughs) However... Um, we just wanted to give you a little insight on some of the workshops that we have coming up in New York for those of you that aren't ready for private coaching and to give you a little summary of what private coaching entails um, because we've learned that no one reads the website.
0: Mm-mm. No one reads anymore. It's weird. <laughs> like I think or listens. So I don't really know how we're getting yeah, information. <laughs> hopefully you made it
1: this far and you're actually paying attention. But um, this summer, June, July, and August, mm-hmm. we are going to be hosting New York City DTH workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, and the reason we want to do this is because we want to bring people to New York. We spent the we spent the whole winter and um, beginning of the year traveling around the U.S. and Canada, meeting other people, which was really great. And we are going to do that again. But we want to bring people to New York and experience, you know sit in myself in our, in our environment Mm -hmm. and really let you and treat you a little bit. Come to New York, take a weekend. Our classes are going to be on Sundays and Mondays and the dates for those classes, (laughs) which I had a second ago, the dates for those classes will be June 24th and June 25th. That'll be a Sunday, Monday. So come for Friday, Saturday, Mm -hmm. spend the weekend um, it's bring gonna, your friends. Bring your friends. Bring your colleagues. Bring your team. Tell your boss that you want to go. Have them pay for it. Yeah. Whatever it is, take take ownership of it's, your. It's going to be really
0: cool. It's like I'm. The tour was really rad, but this is going to be so much cooler because it's like we're all hanging out in New York, and so Sundays are we're doing um, almost like a like a social day where we're bringing in guest speakers and we're doing kind of like. Um, Like a get to know them and and how they became successful, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as like hardcore diving into how to build your business on social media. And then we're actually having a social hour where we're just networking with each other in a room and we're having drinks and cocktails and and snacks and we just all get to hang out for the evening, like a nice Sunday party.
1: Not for the evening, for the morning.
0: For the morning, sorry. (laughs) And then... then you'll have all
1: Sunday night to do whatever you want.
0: And then you can do whatever you want. And then uh, it's more brunch. I meant to say brunch, not evening. But then Monday we're doing a um, class and all of the leadership and management team will go with David and all the um, hairstyles behind the chair will come with, uh, with me and we'll be doing really cool classes. Um, lunch is included and it'll be really fun.
1: Yeah. Lunch is not included.
0: It was... <laughs>
1: <Lunch> <laughs> I meant is... to say... This
0: is how you know I'm exhausted. I meant to say... <laughs> I, in my head, I was thinking like, "Oh, it's a two-hour class, <laughs> then lunch, then two hours."
1: <laughs> lunch is outside in New York City. Yes, wherever you want to go.
0: There is an hour-long lunch break.
1: Is what I <laughs> to say. So the dates for that the,
0: would have been edited out.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. For those of you that no, didn't think we edited, that's what it was. I would have had to say it again. So just for you to put the dates down, we you, the tickets are not on sale yet. They mm-hmm. will go on sale um, at the end of May. Uh, but the tickets will be for June twenty fourth, June twenty fifth. For July, it'll be July fifteenth and July sixteenth. And August, it'll be August twelfth and August thirteenth. So we're gonna have different packages where you can you could buy all uh, all the dates that you want. Uh, you can come all summer. It'll be once a month. If you want to send your team, if you want to come with leadership, if you want to send your team for one of them and have your leadership come for another weekend, it's fine. It doesn't be a lot of a la carte situations.
0: Some that. people. Like, we'll want to come for all the weekends. Just yeah, because. I already
1: have a few people that are coming for... They want to come for all... Because uh, every class weekends.
0: will be a different speaker, a different topic, a mm-hmm. different, you know, so you can pick Our and first choose.
1: speaker is the person we've been trying to get on this podcast for over a year. We
0: see him at least three times a week. Yeah, yeah we can't at get him on our podcast. We'll see him tonight.
1: <laughs> um, Victor Hanau. he is the global makeup artist for Estee Lauder, and he is going to be speaking at the Sunday Social on June 24th here in New York. And he's going to be talking about his career path. And if uh, I know a lot of you don't know him, but you can follow him online uh, on Instagram, Victor Henao. It's V-I-C-T-O-R-H-E-N-A-O. And he works with a lot of celebrities. He's He works with um, Kendall Jenner. He works with Victoria Beckham. He works with um, all the models for Estee Lauder. Mm-hmm. He's always doing really cool stuff. But his career path is very interesting, um, coming from Columbia, living in upstate New York, and 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 creating a a career in makeup so he's not a hairdresser but we want to get new we want to get people that aren't just hairdressers to kind of come and share their
0: success is success so I feel like we can learn from everybody's process and journey
1: absolutely so if you want more information uh, we are launching the information soon but the tickets are not up yet Uh, but like I said save the dates for June 24th June 25th July 15th July 16th and August 12th and August 13th so um, those workshops are going to be dope Uh, speaking of other dope things, Mm -hmm. um, the last thing we want to talk to you about is our coaching. So we are training a few new coaches. Our coaching programs are expanding. Um, but Sid and I are taking a few more personal students before we start, um, passing them on to our trainees. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're interested in coaching, if you're interested in building a brand, now is the
0: time. Now is the time. New year, we have to make changes and we're, we're on a train that's growing and moving and, um, we're really excited for our new coaches that are, are about to start training, and and they're going to start being part of our brand and killing it. They're gonna, they're already, they've been students with us for
1: pretty oh, much two, almost, almost
0: two years. So it's they've been with us since the beginning. It's been incredible. But I recently um, last month uh, re- relaunched my hair babe hair babe coaching program. Um, and it's at a more affordable price. And so many people have signed up. And I've had so much fun with these people. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's been so successful. And it works so well in their world behind the chair. Um, yeah, it's just it's just reformatted a lot better.
1: Yeah, you, your, your influence with them has really grown. And it's really shown with the new pricing. So if you're interested in that, visit DestroyTheHairDresser.com. Request a conversation. We have a request a conversation tab that's for anyone who's interested and wants to talk to us about the programs. The curriculums are listed. What you get with the programs are all listed. Really visit the website and look it over. But it's... Our whole program is all about helping you grow your numbers. Helping you grow your... <laughs> <laughs> helping you... <laughs> <laughs> Sid's ringtone is everything is awesome from the Lego movie. <laughs> just FYI. It just reminds me
0: that things are really good in life.
1: <laughs> also... Reminds her to turn her volume off (laughs) during podcast recordings. But the whole point of our program is to really build a relationship with people individually and help them grow their personal brand, help them grow their leadership skills, help them with their team. And the success that we've had has been incredible with increasing prices. We're actually collecting data right now so we can share actual numbers with everyone. But um, everyone who's been in the program has either opened a business growing their social media, grown their revenue, doubled their three. pricing. Yeah, doubled their pricing or more. Everyone has great things to say. So,
0: and you can talk to any one of our students. They are so rad. Yes, like any one of them. Like if you, I've had people reach out to me and, and said, "I want to talk to some students," and I'm like, "Here's my whole list." Yeah, you reach out to who you want to reach out to because it, it's going to be good for you.
1: And we're we're going to be launching a membership program soon, which I'm not going to tell you too much about, but I'm just yeah. going to throw it out there as a tease. So excited for this. Yeah so you guys can be a part
0: of something so cool and so fast growing and it'll be really fun
1: and very high end Mm, so high end very
0: high. (laughs) it really is i'm so excited
1: um okay so that's our show
0: that's our show (laughs) i love that
1: (sighs) we'll be back hopefully in the next two weeks and thank
0: you for listening to our um, unedited podcast including with all
1: <laughs> with the dog pee with
0: the you know the, the times of David being a daddy a new daddy and it just <laughs> happens we we really can't we can't go anywhere you're hostage by this puppy
1: tonight's his first night well I'll be gone for two hours he'll be, be two hours alone he'll be okay yeah
0: alright guys we'll <laughs> talk to you in two weeks bye Make sure to reach out to us on Instagram at DestroyTheHairDresser.
1: And for more information on all of our DTH programs, you can visit us at DestroyTheHairDresser.com.